without power due to hurricane uh, matthew i should say the rasball uh podcast studio not me it, uh, we have an official thanks. studio for this right yeah i'm sorry i'm sorry i didn't realize you lived in haiti <laughs> oh, God. uh well thankfully despite gray's comment there uh i only lost power a lot worse for other areas around north carolina thoughts out if you had any damage or flooding from the hurricane it's real bad here gray Great, you don't know anything about weather. Earthquakes don't count for weather, right? Are you by Port-au-Prince? <sighs> oh, we haven't talked in long enough. I forgot how demeaning you are to have a conversation with. What? I don't understand. I'm concerned about you, and I'm asking you whereabouts in Haiti you are, and you're saying that's demeaning. What's up with that? Oh. <laughs> maybe, maybe you're the one demeaning. Are you demeaning me? Are you, wait, <laughs> demeaning. What's the meaning of this? <laughs> wow, ow, ow. Like, God, I mean, not only does it hurt my feelings, but it, in my ears. Oh, you deserved every verberation of that <laughs> gong right there. I was just looking at the uh, the official uh, 2016 rat the the preseason picks. I was just looking at that, <laughs> and I look. And the funny, one of the funnier things is some of the names that are on this list of writers that aren't even writers for us anymore. <laughs> I don't even know who some of these people are. Oh, uh, yeah. So for the finale show, we're going to go over our preseason picks. It's hilarious to do on every finale show. Talk about what went right. Uh, talk about how Gray picked Jeff Samarja to be a Cy Young again. And uh, before that, we're going to talk about some I league leaders. They didn't, even, they didn't even last through April. Some of these writers. <laughs> yeah, uh, that always happens. I got a question. I I sort I I uh, vacillate between these two of uh, JB with uh, a period between the J and B yeah, or I no saw or that. no period. I, I I am always I JB has become ubiquitous for me. It's not like it's no one calls you GA like on the DL. I'm hanging out with the GA in LA. Woo! No one does that. <laughs> JB's just my name. About my time with GA. <laughs> you don't want none of this. Hey hey. <laughs> JB's just my name. I've been JB since I can remember, man. So you don't never spell it. No, no. Like CC Sabathia officially took out his periods, <laughs> right? I mean, he he made that shit official. He made it officially, <laughs> yeah. 
I and where did you go to City Hall for that? You say go to you go into the bank and be like, nah, I, I got rid of the period, Tommy. Get get that shit off my bank statement. No, I like I like my full name for official documents. That way, people in the know know to call me JB. If anyone calls me Jonathan, it just means I don't know you. Yeah, uh, I hear that. All right then, homie. <laughs> Uh, so, Gray, to start this off, I want to take a quick look at where we are in the playoffs. We've got the uh, Indians sweeping the uh, Red Sox. We've got the uh, Blue Jays sweeping the Rangers. Uh, mostly want to bring this up just for pitching and innings. Not really too concerned about anyone on the Indians. Is Aaron Sanchez even pitching through the playoffs? Um, yeah, he, well, I mean, he pitched in the first round. I don't see why he wouldn't pitch in the next one. So there's a good one. Are you worried about Aaron Sanchez next year with this extended innings count on his arm? Um, yeah, I am. <laughs> I'm concerned for sure. I was concerned though in September. So this is just adding on, um, extra innings that he doesn't need. He was, the Blue Jays shut him down for like, Mm, I want to say like two weeks at uh, around the beginning of September, and then they brought him back. But it, he never—I mean, he never really was shut down. I think he went to the minor leagues. There's uh, there's going to be definite concern there next year. I I'd say um, there's probably—I mean, he's probably dropping a good ten to fifteen uh, ten to fifteen spots in the rankings due to the overuse. It's always. It's always hard to really get behind someone who has, you know, taken that big of a jump in innings like, uh, you know, um, other guys who, uh, you know, other guys have just shown, like Steve, like all the Mets pitchers, for instance. I I mean, all, all, all of them weren't, you know, they, they threw so many innings last year in the playoffs, and now you, you saw what happened to them this year. Uh, Aaron Sanchez next year, or what's a good one? Tanaka? Probably taking Tanaka, right? Mm, that's a tough one because Tanaka's got that tendon issue, even though yeah, he, he can... has proven that he can pitch through it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I'd, probably, I'd probably say Tanaka uh, because he has shown that he can pitch through that tendon issue. So, yeah, Tanaka probably just a hair above Sanchez. They're close, though. Here's an interesting one. Uh, Aaron Sanchez or Tanner Roark? Uh, Roark. Okay. So, in my mind, that means you have Sanchez 25 to 30-ish? Mm, yeah, probably 30 to 35-ish, I would say. Okay. Uh, it doesn't... I mean, if he was in the NL East, it probably be... It would it'd be, you know, it's slightly easier yeah. to take him, but eh, AL East, AL just in general... Um, and the uh, yeah the the whole innings issue. So eh, I'm I'm I was excited I was excited for him a little bit coming into this year, but I never really got on board. And it's hard for me to really like get super on board with a lot of these AL East pitchers. I just like you know the matchups just are <laughs> they're death. It's like uh, this week he's in Boston. Uh, next week he's in Baltimore. The week after he's in New York. It's like, uh, you don't want to have to bench a starter that you take in the first, you know, ten rounds, uh, 
twice a month or something, you know? Yeah. So, eh. I mean, he was, I actually, the funny thing is I did own him this year in our RCL league, which is a 12 team league. I owned him for about, I want to say 90 to a hundred innings. And I had, uh, I think a low three high two ERA from him. I mean, he was great this year, but it, it was just so, you know, until you get to the point where you feel completely comfortable with them, you, you want to bench them and then you have good starts on the bench and then you play him and, and he, you know, he shits the bed. So eh, it's, it's tough, but I, I could see owning him. I'm not as excited now because of the innings mostly. Okay. Uh, on the flip side in the NL, uh, you've got the Cubs advancing, the Dodgers and Nationals play the pivotal game five today. Uh, for the Cubs, really no one that you're worried about innings. I mean, Kyle Hendricks has done this long enough. That's an interesting one. Hendricks or Sanchez next year? Uh, I go Hendricks. He's, yeah. surpri- he's surprisingly young. Um, also, uh, speaking of the playoffs, this is one thing that drives me freaking crazy. So I see that there's a game on. Uh, it's actually Thursday night. I thought it was Wednesday. So I'm looking through the stations to find them. And it's like because it's TBS. Fox Sports or MLB, it's like you have no idea where the games are. You're, <laughs> I'm going through like 300 different stations to try and find a baseball game. Like, can't they just put them all on the same station? Yeah, search for it. Search for MLB postseason, MLB playoffs. How do you? How do you? It's, let me try the search thing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna jot down notes. What do you mean search? You mean this Google thing that the kids are talking about? Is that what you're saying? Uh, well, a yes, you could search it on Google and it will tell you what station it's on. Or B, on your set top box, hit the search button on there. Oh, <laughs> there's two different ways to to, to oh, attack this. I can oh, I can do it on my remote control. Uh, uh, I, I don't want to get too into the weeds, but in my uh, in my in my real life job, that's kind of what I do. Is I work for a company. You search for things. No, I, I work for a company that powers search on almost all carriers' set top boxes. Oh my god! So you're actually the I didn't. This was not even planned. No, this you're is absolutely the person you want to talk to. <laughs> I am literally the person you want to talk to. Like, I know. So then why was, so at one point they were like, oh, we're going to put all the sports stations together and we're going to put all the movie stations together. We're going to put all the HBOs together. Was that you guys? No, 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 that that's cable provider dependent. We have a very customizable software stuff. So that that's by provider. That's not. Oh my God. You don't understand how much time I waste trying to find. Well, who's your provider? Throw them under the uh, bus. Man, Time Warner. They're the worst. Oh, uh, yeah, I have Time Warner, too. It's Who kind of annoying. Would be my pro- they have a monopoly. <laughs> Even I don't know. It changes with wherever you are. Oh. Uh, well, still, we have no choice whatsoever. Yeah. We, we could do, like, direct TV, but, I mean, come on. We have you versus we we flip flopped between you. Yeah, but DirecTV, yeah, that didn't work in the hurricane. Well, <laughs> before oh, the power that'd be was the up. end of that. Well, if you didn't have electric, it doesn't really. Matter. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. But before oh, okay. the power. One more side. One more side note. I forgot. I got a. I got your theme song. I'm gonna put it in. I because if I play something, you don't hear it. So I'm gonna put it in the IM, and then you could play it whenever you want. Yeah. But that's so your, that's your theme song. Remind me what this is again. It's your theme. I heard. I was. I was listening to the radio and it came on. And I was like, 
Oh my god, this is so oh, JP's theme song. I see the title, so here, let me, uh, here we go. Oh, of course, it tries to open it and stupid safari, but here we go. If you need a You know, for years I've had people asking me if they can service their vehicle here at Galpin, yeah, even if it is a brand that we carry. Oh, you can service your vehicle at Galpin, that's for I sure. Like how we're doing commercials. <laughs> <laughs> we're free promotion for the Galpin uh, car car place, wherever this is. I'm guessing Came someone else. JP Gilpin. What? <laughs> Oh my god, that is so you. All right, let's move into the pick. <laughs> All right, so some league leaders of the season last year. Let's start with runs. Four players get over 121 runs. Blah. I feel like it's been a while since that's happened. Uh, Trout, Betts, Donaldson, Bryant. Yeah. Um, so really, the surprising one for me, well, not surprising necessarily that he was up there, uh, but more that he had more runs than RBIs, and that was uh, Chris Bryant. Chris Bryant, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was simply because of lineup placement. I mean, the, uh, uh, what should we call it? Madden put him mostly in the number two hole. Second, I didn't, yeah. Yeah, he hit him second. I didn't realize until I, I was doing a little bit of research for the uh, second baseman, and you know who, um, well, I just sort of gave it away. But Ben's wrist. Yeah, he had 250 <laughs> at bats in the cleanup spot in the Cubs lineup. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, there's all that uh, metrics thing that say you should hit your best hitter, hitter second. Not many managers actually do it. Right. Remember, yeah. they did that with Trout, the show, sociopath did it with Trout for a while. Right. Yeah. No, and I, and I get that if you have a stereotypical cleanup hitter, but when you're you're forcing Brian um, and look at me second guessing the Cubs who look like they're the best team. I know. Baseball. But anyway, I think, I don't know. I mean, Dobris and, and the two hole and Brian three and Rizzo four just feels organically like it makes more sense, but eh, it's not like it really did the Cubs poorly to, to go the way they went. Yeah. I'm uh, trying to look at anything else interesting in the top uh, or any of the guys that scored 100 runs. It's pretty much who you'd expect. Ian Desmond's kind of the surprise one. Man, have fun ranking Ian Desmond next year, Gray. Cool. Yeah, he seems like he's taken uh, a year. He's he's like in the uh, Saberhagen metrics category where he goes a year on and a year off. Oh, he's um, like uh, Alexis Rios. Remember him? He did that for like five straight yeah, years. Yeah, Rios. Yeah, Brett Saberhagen did it back in the '80s. But yeah, Rios did it as well. Um, Desmond was uh, he was top twenty-five overall in twenty fourteen uh, for fantasy, and then you know, obviously last year he was such garbage that no one even wanted to give him a job in the off season. He was he was struggling to sign with a team. And then the Rangers took a flyer on him for the outfield, and you know everyone was like, "That's ridiculous! Why would you put Desmond in the outfield?" And there he goes and has one of his best seasons to date. Yeah, had a twenty-three point six percent K rate to only six point five walks. That's not great with a three fifty BABIP. Man, I I just I cannot see drafting him next year with his second half being as bad as it was. Right. Yeah, I was going to say it's. 
it's hard. If he would have had, if his hands would have been reversed, it would have been a little more understandable to draft him high as he's probably going to go next year. But after having his terrible second half, um, in the second half, he had seven homers and six steals and hit 237 um, versus his first half where it was 15 homers, 15 steals, and 322. Um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously he's not really a 322 hitter. Um, he's actually closer to a 237 hitter, yeah. which he was in the second half. So, yeah, it's really – I mean, it's not – it's not going to be necessarily that hard to rank Desmond next year. It'll be hard to draft him, basically. Yeah. I, mean, I, I got no problems ranking. I just drafted as the other problem. <laughs> um, Desmond, I think, uh, I think he's probably going to go around, I want to guess, in the top 50 overall. And, yeah, it's going to be real hard to draft him. I, I probably – Gonna, I'm going to say avoid across the board. I don't see any real upside for him. Um, and, and I'm saying top 50 overall. There's a chance he could even be ranked higher than that uh, by most people. Yeah, I'm avoiding there. Uh, to the homer leaders, Mark Trumbo, 47, leads the league. Uh, how many guys here? Eight guys hit 40. All top five are all in the AL. Trumbo, Cruz, Dozier, Encarnacion. And Chris Davis. Chris Davis is interesting. Who would you rather have next year, Chris Davis or Chris Davis? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to say Chris Davis. Oh, okay. I agree with you. I, I agree that it's Chris Davis. <laughs> Dude, should, we, should we give real analysis to that or just leave it up to interpretation? I want to I be the person who's in their car fast-forwarding through all of our crappy commercials <laughs> and and landing on that, and they're like, hey, Chris Davis. And then they hit 15 seconds back, and they're like, Chris Davis? Wait, what was the question? Uh, 15 seconds back. And they hear the question was, but Chris Davis or Chris Davis? <laughs> and then they're like, fuck, why did I rewind for that shit? <laughs> well, if you uh, want... I'm going to go, I'm going to say uh, Chris Davis with a K. Okay, you're going to rank him over Orioles, Chris Davis? Yeah. I yeah, I, I don't think Chris Davis with a K, um, I don't think he necessarily was that far over his head uh, this past no, year. No, he wasn't. At, at 42 homers, I liked him coming into the year. I even liked him after his move to Oakland. Uh, he's got power to hit it out of any park, as he showed this year. I think um, you know his biggest drawback is his average, but that's also um, the Orioles' Chris Davis' biggest drawback, too, where you know neither of them – may hit over 250. I think Chris Davis on the A's is probably a better bet to hit a little bit higher, though. Um, Homer-wise, probably a push. Yeah, I mean, Chris Davis of the Orioles hit 38, so they're only four apart. Yeah, uh, and Chris Davis um, three, Chris Davis of the O's, you mean. Um, what did I say? Chris, uh, A's. <laughs> <laughs> they're both on the one-letter teams? Oh, my God, I didn't even think about that before. Who's on first? <laughs> The guy in the car is still very annoyed. He's, <laughs> he's in the middle of this Chris Davis conversation, like, God damn it, move on. I'm so confused. Uh, Chris Davis on the A's, I'll I'll say due to his age, I like him just probably a hair more. I think, um, you know, Chris Davis of the O's uh, likely is going to – likely will, could bounce back to 240 and 40 homers. Uh, I don't necessarily think he's – 
you know, he's not done. I wouldn't say that, but sluggers as they age, you know, give um, uh, just about you know, a lot of them, you know, they break down. They, their swing gets long. They start caring more. Chris Davis of the O's could be a 180 hitter uh, within three years, whereas Chris Davis on the A's is probably probably still has a good two to three years in him, and uh, he has power. So, yeah, solid. So if you're that guy in the car and you're trying to buy, and you're like, you know, I don't want to <laughs> listen to this podcast anymore. I need to buy some tickets for the playoff <laughs> games, though. Yeah. Where would where do you think he'd go? Uh... <laughs> ChrisDavis.com. Wait, no, wait, no, wait. I'm confused. Uh, which one, though? Uh, I'm going to go SeatGeek. Yeah, SeatGeek. Don't go to ChrisDavis.com. They don't sell tickets. I honestly don't know what the site's for. But go to SeatGeek. SeatGeek's different than all the other ticketing sites out there because they put all the tickets all over the interwebs into one place, and they filter them by grade. You can see a little color on there, green, yellow, red, for the best grades to find the best possible deal they give you the best bang for your buck, and they can even see, you'll see where you are in the venue when you pick your tickets at every venue that they have in there. So get the app now, and always, best of all, you get twenty free dollars if you haven't done it through this whole season, and you still haven't gotten tickets yet on SeatGeek. You need to get it to get twenty free dollars back after you made your first tickets purchase. All you gotta do is download the app, go to settings tab, add a promo code, put in Raz MLB all caps one word R A Z Z M L B. And after you've made your first ticket purchase, they'll send you $20. Download the Seeking app and enter promo code RAZMLB today. So, Gray, I probably should have done some follow-up research on this, but I'm lazy. Uh, I did re- see somewhere that this year had the most 20 home run hitters in MLB history. Yeah. Yeah, they, it was um, over 100, I believe. Yeah. And um, uh, there was some... Also- the more uh, more uh, second basemen hit twenty homers than outfielders, which is wow. Yeah, which or 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 more second basemen hit twenty homers than left fielders, <laughs> which is less which is less of a wow. That's um that's courtesy of uh, one of Vin Scully's final games. He said he he said that, and I I remember it. Um. Kind of, even though, even though I misquoted it, I kind of remembered it. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm looking at some of the the home run leaders. You know, you got Longoria 36, Matt Kemp 35, Bruce hit 33. Uh, is this a year where? Remember when we did our mock draft and I talked about power and how I wanted to put up the speed guys a little earlier? You uh you you think that way, or are you gonna still draft for power early? Uh. Yeah, no, I, I do. I think um, the big thing with speed, uh, with Sagnoff, um, there was less guys at the, uh, you know, there's less guys stealing. There might have been less steals overall. I don't even, I don't know. I don't have that number in front of me. But the guys who did steal a lot, I'm just going to name a few. Uh, Vyar, Rajai, Eduardo Nunez, uh, Hernan Perez, Segura, Trey Turner, um, Jared Dyson. So in the top 10 there, it was, what, seven guys who had 30 steals or more, some of them much more than 30 steals. By our stole 62. So what I'm getting at is those guys were really cheap, if not available off of waivers. So there were steals to be had. It's just a matter of, you know, it just wasn't from 
the guys who, you know, the top guys, they, you know, it wasn't like the Jacoby Ellsbury's and uh, the Bryce Harper, you know, Bryce Harper stole 21 bases. It wasn't, it wasn't necessarily uh, across the board, but it was cheap. There were a lot of cheap steals. So I, you know, and I also feel like with steals, you get a guy like, Jared Dyson. Now, it's not necessarily the most glamorous pickup off of waivers, but you get someone like him, and if he's seeing at-bats, he gets you 30 steals and 300 at-bats versus, you know, who's who's hitting 30 homers and 300 at-bats? Not many, if any. Yeah. yeah that, that was a pretty good – I wrapped that up pretty nicely. <laughs> uh, I, I don't really disagree with that, but at the same time, there's so much power – any chance you might come up with uh, a pound off, uh, a home run off? <laughs> like, the pound off, uh, <laughs> the pagnoff, which Pag-noff. is actually pagnoff, which is uh, funny. Uh, funnily enough, <laughs> it's actually uh, where the term originated from, but it's not uh, due to power. <laughs> it was a friend of mine in college used to say pagnoff. Um, and the P was for something else. The P was for something Donald Trump recently uh, got in trouble for. I see what you're doing. So, you know. <laughs> um, anyway. <laughs> uh, um, if, no, I, I know. Because... Yeah, this podcast officially means you can't run for president anymore. It's just going <laughs> to take down your whole campaign at some point. Uh, like no, 15 no. years from now, you're going to be feeling really good. And then this yeah. is going to surface. No, you're gonna uh, you're gonna be like, yeah, it, it, uh, your uh, daughter. That's one hot piece of ass, <laughs> and, I, and I have to agree. I um, no, I was gonna say is uh, you know with Pagnoff, there's the issue where you don't get them in like you can't put Chris Card. Let's say Chris Carter or, or uh, Jerko, who are they were probably the best uh, Pagnoff or the best uh, power guys. <laughs> Um, who are just power, strictly power, especially Jerko. He only had yeah. 59 RBIs. He was that a was fun a, uh, streamer. That was a record. Um, Interesting. Hmm. Yeah, there was never, uh, I believe, the previous low for a guy who hit 30 homers and had, uh, it was 64 RBIs. He only had 59 RBIs. And it was actually, it was tied by uh, one other guy this year, <laughs> I believe. Um, which, you know, would probably go over better if I actually knew which name it was. Um, anyway, it <laughs> uh, oh, it was uh, Curtis Granderson. So oh, okay. it, just, it just came to me. Okay. So anyway, so you say Curtis Granderson, 30 homers and 59 RBIs oh, or Jerko, 30 homers and 59 RBIs. <laughs> um, that's about the most extreme you can get just power and nothing else. And you're getting that over uh i want to say like 120 games that's not very that's like two homers every eight games it's not very good you know it's like you don't want it, it whereas like a jared dyson he gets he gets a steal he gets like three steals a week if you need steals you're getting you grab dyson he gets you three steals and then you're done with them um, where Jerko, you don't know when the homers are going to come. He didn't play a lot of games. And yeah, when he you, did you, play... You don't know when the steals are going to come either. Steals are almost... No, I do. You do. You do know when steals are going to come. You're, <laughs> you're psychic. Wow. Okay. 
<laughs> no, you don't. Obviously, you don't know. But they they come and they, uh, you know, like Jared Dyson, you pick them up and for steals, and then you could drop them. And, you know, if, if, you, if you don't get the steals, you don't get the steals. You know, you just grab them when he's in the lineup. But Jerko, you grab him when he's in the lineup, and he doesn't get the homers, and then you hold on to him for the homers, and now you have fucking crap. <laughs> I, I, I talked myself into some sort of logic corner, and I, 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 just, I couldn't get out of it. That, that I was went trying into a... really hard, though. You got to give me props for trying. That went into some deep gray abyss there. Man. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, we got to try to wrap anyway, up. Anyway, um, we, you know, we got to try happy, to... Uh, happy Yom Kippur. Yeah, there we go. All right, we got to try to move along. Uh, RBI leaders, not a surprise, Arenado, number one at 133. David Ortiz tied for second with 127 RBIs in his last season. Is he coming back next year, Gray? No, I don't think so. After think, they got swept? I I don't know. I mean, he just he put out a note to fans uh, today uh, thanking them again. And after he went around the league and collected all his uh, Ortiz retirement gifts, I can't imagine him coming back. I, I would say he he could obviously play again next year. I don't see why. I don't see why he's retiring, but I think he is retiring. I think that's the end of. Uh, I think he needs to pull a Brett Favre and come back for the Yankees next year. Yeah, I think uh, <laughs> Brett Favre is. I don't follow football as you know is apparently clear to everyone. Um, <laughs> I don't even understand how you could. Like I don't know the background there, but did a Favre. Or Farbra <laughs> did um did he go around and say he was retiring like for the whole season with like a retirement tour and everything? No, he. I think he kind of he was pretty much said he was retiring, but then couldn't make up his mind. And they had drafted Aaron Rodgers a couple years ago, and then they were like, "We're going with Rodgers." And then he decided to play at the last minute, and that's why he went to the Vikings. Oh, okay. So he, he first, so he didn't say the whole season he was going to retire and then, no, like... No, he was, yeah. well, I, I don't know. Like, so, is it completely analogous to the uh, David Ortiz situation? No, or no, no I, th- I don't think it was with that pomp and circumstance. But I think it was, like, he was pretty sure he was going to retire. Then over the summer said he couldn't make up his mind. He wasn't sure yet. And then they were like, okay, Brett, we're moving on to Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. You can do what you okay. want to do. Yeah, if you can't decide, we're going to move on. Yeah. So that's exactly. different. That, yeah, Ortiz, he's he's packed it in. He's done. Yeah, don't disagree. Uh, other M, uh, RBI leaders, Albert Pujols, 119, is fourth. I don't know. I, I know he didn't end the season the one, last couple one days. Last, one, I'm sorry. One last thing on Ortiz. I, I'm amazed that he has 127 RBIs. He hit 315. So obviously he hit well. He was on base, um, station to station, of course, because he's he's not he's a lumbering man. Um, but he only had seventy nine runs. Isn't that a little bit surprising? Uh, I mean, the back end of that order wasn't that good. You had bets. Jackie Bradley Jr. was good. Yeah, but he hit like ninth. There was a lot of like man. he had seventh lot. Um, oh, you're right. Yeah, but... I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, there was a lot better. It was a lot better in front of them, that's for sure. There was a lot of uh, the whole Travis Shaw, Brock Holt, um, Jackie Bradley, San- Sandy Leone. Crispy. Uh, crispy, yeah, there's a lot. There's some platoons going on. Yeah, 
I guess that's true. The Red Sox did score a lot of runs, though. Yeah, um, I know. It was, it was yeah, top-heavy. I, I, and... I feel like that's a little bit surprising that a guy who hit 315 and he's only in, uh, you know, he only scores 79 times. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he was, uh, people, they pinch ran for him more than any other player this year. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. I'm guessing. Um, but the Red Sox scored the most runs by a huge margin, even over the Rockies. Uh, this yeah. year they scored 878 runs. The Rockies only 845 in second place, and the Cubs only 808 runs. So the Red Sox scored a ton, but yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, Ortiz just didn't um, score that many runs, it, all things slow. considered. He's slow. Yeah, yeah, he is. All right, all right <laughs> uh, moving on. Pujols, 119 RBIs, fourth in the league. Huge RBI season for him. I know he didn't play the last couple games, but remember he was a big question mark coming into the year with uh, the planner fascia. It kind of flared up a little bit at the end, I think, but it sounds like he's going to have a mostly healthy preseason, or offseason, I should say. Next year, I, I think I might like him. You might get him in the ninth round again, Gray. <laughs> I know. I got him in the ninth round this past year. I think uh, if I had to guess, I would say he's probably going to be drafted before the ninth round this year. I'm not. I'm. I'm not being facetious. I'm. I'm saying, <laughs> I. I would guess he is, even though he's a year older. He uh, it, in 2015. He was coming off the, a 40 homer season. He wasn't. He wasn't bad in 2015. It was I the mean, foot thing was scaring everyone off. I guess, but yeah, I mean, in 2015 he hit 40 homers. This past year he hit 31 homers. I, but I get this. I get this feeling that he's going to be drafted a little bit higher in 2017, which is it's kind of bizarre. I mean, it doesn't make total sense because he's older. He's still this foot thing is never going away. He's yeah. gonna have that for the rest of his career. Might be right. So. Um, but yeah, I would still I'd still get on board um, if the price is right with uh, with pools, just because he's a lot. I feel like he's a lock for thirty homers and a hundred RBIs and a, a two fifty plus average. Right. Um, um, Pujols next year, Hosmer. Hmm. Uh, Hosmer's really screwed me a lot. <laughs> I, was, I, went, I mean, he has. Uh, the, 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 the shitty thing is with Hosmer, he hit 25 homers this year, and everyone hit 25 homers this yeah. year. I mean, Hosmer is like, he is a skinny Billy Butler at this point. I mean, you, you need to put up more power from first base or even a corner infidel. I would say... I'm going to say pool holes over Hosmer, but they're real close. Okay. Uh, we kind of talked about steals already. Walk rate. I found this interesting. You're one and two in walk rate this year. Bryce Harper and Mike Trout. Yeah. The two that not are that, always not that surprising. Well, no, just because they're like, you know, the two that are paired together a lot and, you know, because they were young and came up the uh, phenoms at the same time. I just thought that was yeah. cool. Yeah, no, I, I, I got you. Uh, and this yeah, is a uh, I mean, real quick, I think like you know, like Votto, um, Votto was fourth, uh, uh, Ortiz, Donaldson, like 15. Freeman, like guys that walk 
they always walk whether they're injured or healthy. These are these are guys that could they could walk just like they you know once you know the strike zone like they do it's not it's not surprising when you hear like on base I feel like is one of the most predictable categories for uh, yeah. hitters. You're you're either you're either a guy who walks or you or you're not and that's, uh, you know it's like. Um, you know, like you take someone like a uh, Polanco, and it's like, all right, well, he's probably not going to walk much. And then you take someone like uh, uh, Brandon Belt, and he, yeah, he does walk. He, you know, it's not necessarily whether I like Belt more than Polanco, but it's just, you know, it's a way that, what the hell is that? Uh, you know what was really, <laughs> sorry, uh, a video just came on. I goddamn hate ESPN on their player pages now. They have videos for everything. Oh, like, man, yeah, Oh, I know. my God. Now I know why people get so annoyed at our website when the autoplay ads come on. <laughs> so goddamn annoying. Um, anyway, I was looking at uh, Beltray. He had a really surprising year. Oh, your it's, voice had a nice little. Uh, nice yeah, little I did a little, a little, a little uh, Peter Brady. I'm really <laughs> excited about Beltran. Yeah, huh? I, I, I get so excited. My <laughs> <laughs> um, so Beltran in 2014. These are full seasons, by the way. Uh, almost 150 games. And 2014, he had 19 homers. Uh, last year, he had 18 homers. And then this year, he had 32 homers. Now, obviously, Beltre's hit 30-plus homers before in his career, but at 37 years old, it looked like Beltre was on his way out. It did not look like he was going to, once again, top 30 homers. Um, now, granted, everyone hit a lot of, for a lot of power this year, but still, I was, I was surprised by Beltre. The uh, balls are juiced, Gray. They are. Oh, Goddamn Rob Manfred. <laughs> uh, I wanted to say real quick, all the numbers that I'm sorting are by qualified. So just saying that with uh, walk rate, worst in qualified for strikeout rate. Three players struck out over uh, 30% of the time. Can you name them? Uh, Chris Carter. Yeah. David. Yeah. Um, I want to say... Chris Davis again. No, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, hold on. Let me guess. Let me guess. Let me guess. Uh, Justin Upton? No, he was seventh at 28.6%. Uh, was so close. Now? Uh, he wasn't qualified, but he would be. He is so freaking strikeout prone. He is unreal. I looked at his uh, – maybe I should pull it up. Here, let me pull it up real quick. Guess someone else real quick. Uh, Napoli? Yeah! Ding, 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 ding. Nice. Yeah, Napoli yeah. had a really good year despite that strikeout, right? He had, uh, yeah, he had a year where I, I think he's going to be overrated next year. I don't really. I mean, he's another guy. I have a hard time buying guys who bounce back in their mid-30s. I just don't buy it. I And especially someone like Napoli, who you just said, he struck out a ton. He hit 239. He doesn't give you anything but power. And he had... You know, he had 101 RBIs. That's good, but you can't count on RBIs. He could easily get 80. He could do like a Kendris Morales this year and have 80 RBIs and 25 homers and hit 230. And you're like, why did I draft this guy? What happened? <laughs> yeah. So, no, 196 games played in the majors. So, just over a year, 
has 297 strikeouts <laughs> for a strikeout rate of 35.8% in his career. You remember, it wasn't me either. I, I want to put that out there uh, up front. It was not me who was telling people to draft Sano, but you remember how high he was going this year? Yeah, I didn't have him in any leagues. Oh, was... my God. I, I told people, stay away from Sano. I don't know if everyone listened, but damn it, he was going high. I don't even know. Like, sometimes I think people just, like, rank guys high because they want to hype up something. or Like, I don't even know. I, I couldn't understand completely the Sano um, hype this year because even if he were, say he was to get 40 homers, he's still Chris Davis. And he's still, like, and that's, as in Chris Davis, the A's uh, Chris Davis. I mean, he's still a 235 to 245 hitter with 35 to 40 homers. Okay, that's not bad. I mean, I don't necessarily dislike that, but he was going in like the third and fourth round in yeah, some drafts. Yeah, insanity. Yeah, I didn't get it either. But people love the sexy young guys that can hit the ball far. I guess. Even if they have Swiss cheese bats. Yeah, I prefer the... Uh, uh, young guys like an Odor or Lindor or um, anyone that names it. Hold the door. 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 Hold at 347. Altuve, Votto, Blackman. I don't know if you knew that. What's that? LeMahieu, he sat all weekend to win the batting title. Uh, I think I did remember seeing that. That was lame. but Yeah, but it's beating Daniel Murphy, so it's a little bit less lame. Yeah, Daniel Murphy, who didn't play the last few weeks with a strained butt. What's lame? Yeah, What's Daniel lamer? Murphy, who's a homophobe. Yeah, so we're we're okay with uh, LeMahieu <laughs> beating out <laughs> Murphy. Uh, I think I'm okay with it at least. <laughs> uh, lastly, looking at Babbitt. Uh, DJ LeMahieu, highest Babbitt, 388. Uh, Marte, Sterling Marte, 380, but he's really freaking fast, so that's not too much of a surprise. Uh, G- JD Martinez, 378 Babbitt. Uh, that's a little scary. Hit 307 this year, and we talked about does liking a, him. He does hit, well, he's probably, a two, he's probably closer to a 280 hitter, but he yeah. does have a nice Line drive, line drive rate, rate. yeah. Same with like Freddie Freeman. He always hits a lot of line drives. Three seven. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like Botto too. Botto's a good hitter. Yeah. So, you know, certain guys, it's not necessarily ideal to have a a high Babbitt, but some guys can get away with a little bit more. So. Yeah. Uh, nothing else too fluky on here in Desmond, as we talked about three fifty. So. Um, all right, great. Let's go to pitching. We got to go faster through this one. Oh my God, Fangraphs! What is this? <laughs> I swear, I thought you said when you said "Oh my God," I thought you were gonna say because I just farted. I thought you were gonna. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say something about the smell. <laughs> uh, oh, that's what I did wrong. Okay, here oh, we go. That is rich. Uh, it's so... odor. <laughs> Oh my god, it's so terrible in here. Okay, let's move on before I hyperventilate. Uh, 22 wins, Rick Porcello. I hate Rick Porcello. He's the worst pitcher in baseball. I agree. Uh, Max Serger and J.A. Happ both get 20 wins apiece. Where where are you going to rate J.A. Happ? Because 
He's had the end of last year and you know through a couple bumps early this year, but then turned out to have an incredible season. Where does he go next year? Uh, I think Hap is probably around that of a uh, like a Hendricks, uh, where not necessarily bad, but probably a little bit high, uh, a little bit overrated uh, due to this year, and also not huge on the strikeouts. Um, you know, Hap had uh, 163 strikeouts in 195 innings, which is you know it's it's fine, it's not terrible, but you need. I prefer to have an eight and a half or higher uh, K rate on my. Um, wow, I am farting a lot. <laughs> oh my god, it's terrible in here right now. What did you oh, eat for dinner? I didn't. Maybe that's why my stomach's like eating itself. <laughs> oh god, that was awful. <laughs> um, yeah, like a, uh, a Chris. Tillman, who uh, he is a, I mean, he's a little bit younger. He has maybe a little bit more upside, but he's another one, uh, like in the half, uh, um, Hendricks, uh, you know, like their K's are a little bit lower than you'd prefer. Like if they can get their, uh, their whips, if they can hold their whips down, like, uh, like half, uh, you know, half a little bit this year. I mean, 117 whip isn't bad. Uh, yeah. Hendricks for sure on the whip. Uh, he was below one, which is, you know, probably a little bit over his head. Uh, but yeah, like you need you need a solid whip if you're not going to uh, strike out that many guys because you know if you put guys on with a high whip, eventually they're going to score if you're not striking anyone out. Uh, strikeouts. Max Scherzer two hundred eighty four. Next highest Verlander at two fifty four. Beats the field by thirty. And the fact that Verlander was second in the majors in strikeouts. That's just crazy. Yeah, yeah. and Jose Fernandez was third. Yeah, and he would have been second pretty easily. So that was yeah. easily the low point of this season and probably the low point of the next 10 seasons. That's Yeah, that's, that's pretty terrible. Yeah. We talked about him on last show. Uh, thoughts out to all the Marlins fans and uh, all the Fernandez fans and family. Um Two guys I want to mention that had oh, 218 strike. Uh, wait, oh, 200 plus strikeouts. Uh, 218 for Robbie Ray and 207 for Michael Pineda. Those might be two of the worst 200 plus strikeout seasons <laughs> that have ever been pitched. Uh, yeah, and I, I didn't even. I mean, I didn't even realize that they were that close in overall strikeouts. But all season, I kept saying Robbie Ray was like a National League Pineda. Um, just yeah. because of the uh, because of like the flakiness in which the strikeouts would come, I yeah, mean, it was nice to get like it's, it's nice. Hey, it's nice to get nine strikeouts in five innings, but when you're also giving up five runs, it sort of it defeats the purpose just a little bit. Oh, so I like that. I I mean, I do like the K's. I think a guy who strikes out a ton of guys like Ray, Ray and Pineda did. I think they if they can get their shit together they could be pretty exciting next year um but yeah they're obviously a bit of a mess when you know uh robbie ray had a 4.90 era yeah it was awful uh great this is gonna stump you who led the league in walks Ooh, oh man uh oh there's an easy guess yeah that's what i thought it was gonna be but he ended up getting second 
Wow, really? God, who's worse than Liriano? Oh, this this is shocking. I didn't even know this. I knew he had a terrible season. Here's a Does huge... He have a lot more innings than Liriano? Uh, he had 16 more innings. So the walk rate wasn't worse, but I'm just looking at overall number. Okay. Uh, 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 this is going to completely yeah. give it away, but it's someone that I watched a lot. Horrifically, I gouged oh, my eyes out every time. I gotta, I gotta say, every Brewers pitcher is terrible. So <laughs> no, Zach. Oh, I know we yelled at each other a lot, but Zach Davies is fine, and Guerra was good. Um. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they were fine. Um, the rest Jimmy, are awesome. Nel- Jimmy Nelson. Yay! Ding 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 ding. Eighty-six walks to hundred and forty strikeouts. What a horrific. <laughs> regression for jimmy nelson oh my god and he is like and he's supposed to be like their future yeah it was weird though because he was like kind of i don't remember where his draft pick was but he was kind of a meh prospect for a while and then uh, a couple years ago the miners had that ridiculous season gets called up and is okay not that good then last year was okay not that good and then now just atrocious wasn't really a a bad control guy was he Eh, he's never he's never been a good control guy. Uh, walk rates. Uh, I a walk rate guy. Yeah, it was it was. I'm trying to find it. I, I'm having just. I'm struggling. Yeah, two point four seven in 2014, three point three in 2015, four point three two this year. Going the wrong way. Yeah, disappointing there. So anyway, that's uh, that's the Brewers for you. <laughs> Hey, you're firing two now. Uh, Last I want to look at is Babbitt. And, uh, wow, we just yelled about Robbie Ray and Michael Pineda. Number one and number two in Babbitt this year. Oh, yeah. That's why I was – that was more the reason why I kept tag-teaming them together in my post because, yeah, they were totally unlucky, but still, I mean – it was, it was the results were just terrible. I mean, it's like I understand if the peripherals are saying one thing and the results are saying something else, but at some point, you either turn the ship around or you jump the fuck off the ship. You know what I'm saying? As, <laughs> as the Titanic captain once said, <laughs> turn the Titanic around. <laughs> oh. uh, next to Colin McHugh and Noah Syndergaard. You gonna? Where, yeah, where does, that's surprising. Syndergaard was that bad. For, yeah, uh, I remember he had a bad BABIP all year. Jesus, that's insane because he didn't even have that bad a year. Yeah, he had a ten point six eight walk rate to only two point one one walks. Uh, didn't give up too many homers. Just uh, uh, that BABIP. Yeah. A lot of guys with good K's at the top of the BABIP, huh? Yeah, that's kind of interesting. You'd you'd think that guys with good K's if. People are whiffing this much that they, you know, be putting bad balls in play because they maybe tip it some of the time. Just the tip. Just <laughs> Yeah. Uh, uh, well. Last couple things. Left on base percentage. John Lester, 84.9% left on base regression next year. Yeah, he had a great year. He was like... I, I mean, Scherzer's going to win the uh, Cy Young, but Lester had definitely a commendable year and should be in the uh, – he, he'll probably be in the top three for Cy Young, I would guess. Man, uh, he had I would two... say Scherzer, 
Fernandez, Lester, maybe yeah. for for NL Cy Young. Um, yeah, Lester had a great year. So a, a two forty ish ERA. Um, yeah, but 250, 256 Babbitt with an eighty five percent left on base. That just screams regression. Yeah, he has a. He's another guy who has a lot of like. He has a real flaky year sometimes. Like he'll he'll have years of a three seven five ERA or a four plus ERA uh, type year. I mean, granted they were they were on the Red Sox, so the stadium's not helping. But yeah, he's had seasons where he hasn't been as good as he was this past one. That's for sure. And then this is fun. Uh, Jaime Garcia, twenty point two percent home run to fly ball. <laughs> Oh my god! That's awful. Number two was Liriano at eighteen point eight percent. So he's either walking you or you're hitting a home run. <laughs> oh my god, he's so terrible. <laughs> uh, all right, great. So that's our pitching and hitting leaders with some good stats in there to think about for next year. And as we wrap up the show year, we got to look at our staff picks, Gray. This is the uh, thing in the beginning of the show I was talking about when most of these people don't even work right for us anymore. (laughs) No, I'm not. Not most of them. Some of them. A few. (laughs) A handful. Not because of these picks either. (laughs) Kenyon, maybe. Is Kenyon still writing? (laughs) Yeah, no, uh, he doesn't write. Yeah, that's uh, the picks kicked him out. uh, (laughs) No, it wasn't a pick. I'll I'll have this linked in our uh, episode description here so you can find the post as we talk about it. Uh, rookie of the year for the NL. We both win. Virtual high five, Gray. Woo! Woo! We both picked Corey Seager. About half the writers picked Corey Seager. Yeah, a ton did, huh? Yeah. Jay with Trey Turner. If Trey Turner had been called up a month or two earlier, might have been in the conversation. Yeah, it's not a bad pick. Uh, rookie of the year for the AO. We both uh, put L's on our head virtually. I don't know. What do, what do we do? For... He looks good, though, in September. <laughs> we both picked Byron Buxton. Again, about half the writers picked Buxton. Man, did, look at did the anyone, pick. Did anyone choose the uh, AL? Uh, they haven't announced who it is yet, right? No, no. They, but no, it's they probably don't announce until be... after, the world, after the World Series. Yeah. They announced the uh, which all the uh, postseason awards probably Fulmer, right? Um, I know yeah, everyone Fulmer, talks about I Gary Sanchez, Fulmer and then uh, <laughs> the field would probably. I don't think there's anyone really Gary is Sanchez. It? That's what everyone wants to hear. Oh, Gary Sanchez. Yeah, that's. I mean, he didn't uh, play enough. It even shocked me, but he only had I think fifty games. Yeah, so. he can't do it. Uh, yeah. The only one, only pick on here that looks good, a bunch of people pick a Barrios. That didn't work out. Byung-Ho uh, <laughs> yeah. Park, A.J. Reed. Bleh. The only good pick on here, Jack Full of Hate. Sean Manaya had a pretty good year. He's a pitcher I'm going to like a lot next year. Yeah. Yeah, that wasn't bad. He had a, he had some pretty uh, big splits between home and away. But, True. yeah, it's not entirely. I mean, compared to most of the AL uh, rookie picks, that's – Probably one of the best. Rudy's uh, Tyler Nequin isn't a bad pick either. That's true. I feel like he had one good month, and the rest was kind of black. Yeah, he'll probably be top five though in the final. He might because AL is pretty. You know, in the NL AL you had poor. Yeah, the NL you had Seager and Story and 
Uh, I'm sure there's a bunch of other guys. I'm, I'm blanking out. Trey Turner. Trey yeah. Turner, yeah, we just mentioned. So a lot of good picks in the NL, but AL, not as spread out. Uh, Cy Young in the NL. Uh, Garrett Cole wasn't a bad pick, Gray, but it wasn't a good pick either. No, it wasn't. <laughs> I, I picked him like three years in a row for the NL Cy Young. I think I'm going to have to move on from that. <laughs> yeah, I got injured at the end of the year. So. Surprised no one took Scherzer. He's such an obvious... Yeah. Not a single person picked Sir. I I picked uh, Kershaw. I mean, everyone, over half the picks. Uh, just about everyone went with Kershaw. Yeah, you kind of had to. Um, in the AL, you picked Carrasco. He was okay this year. Um. Yeah. I mean, I think he was he was probably top fifteen for AL pitchers. Uh, maybe top ten. Yeah. He was. He wasn't terrible. He wasn't. He's not going to be the Cy Young, obviously. Yeah, but. same with my pick of Chris Sale. Not terrible. I mean, no one, no one picked Porcello, which is you know obvious. Yeah. I might have slapped someone if they picked Porcello. <laughs> Jay, <laughs> Jay picking Dallas Keuchel for the repeat. <laughs> Sorry, Jay. Yeah, it's his birthday today too. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know Sorry, that. Jay. I'll shoot him a dime. Happy birthday, Jay. Yeah. Uh, MVP of the NL. You picked all shiz my pants. Yeah, I think I've, uh, I think I probably picked him the last couple of years too. Your pick was, uh, you might have the winner. Me and Jay, Jack Full of Hate, the only ones that picked Chris Bryant, and we're going to be right. Yeah, it looks that way. Man, good pick. I'd be, I'd be surprised if Chris Bryant. Virtual high five, Jack Full of Hate. <laughs> uh, for the AL MVP, we both also picked uh, Jack Full of Hate, and I, I should say, Mike Trout. Gray. <laughs> Mine's terrible. Gray. You picked Jeff Samarja as the. No, no. Picked Jose Abreu. Oh, I mean, he still had a fine year, just didn't you know take a step I, up. You know what? You know what? I go on with uh, MVP, and it just shows you how terrible both of my MVP picks were because both teams were awful. But I usually try and pick teams that are going to be good. <laughs> And who's going to be the star of those good teams? Yeah, the Diamondbacks were uh, supposed to be good. Yeah, the Diamondbacks looked good in the preseason, but yeah. <laughs> and Abreu, uh, the White Sox, you know, they they were even a contender up until about June, but yeah. Yeah, uh, Mike Trout might win the AL MVP, so Jack Full of Hate and I might get both right. Who's the other one that's right there? Uh, Mookie Betts might get Mookie, it. I would say Betts. Um, Probably will win, but yeah, you never know. Only one person picking bets, Matt Truss. Good pick there, Matt. Yeah, that was. Um, sleeper, Nick Cassianos. Good call, Gray. Yeah, I did. I liked him. Yeah, that was a pretty good one. You know who I picked, though. <laughs> you know who it was. You know who it was. <laughs> glow sticks and I put on my goggles that have their tinted. <laughs> I would love to go to a rave with you, Greg. Oh my god, it would be amazing. I'd love to sit in a baby Bjorn on your chest <laughs> at a rave. <laughs> Take you to a rave. Give you one of those like huge spiral lollipops. <laughs> and just have you go to town. And you're wearing a diaper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that did not work out. Poor Joe Ross. I'm trying to see any other good picks in here in Sleeper. Uh, um, Not really. Yours was probably the best there. T-Hole picked Trevor Story. That's a pretty good one. 
Was he really a sleeper at that point, though? Our hockey, our hockey writer took Chris Davis, which is an awful. Yeah, that's true. And they ended up going on. So, uh, cool. Good job, Viz. Uh, bust. Good job, Gray. Although, eh, oh, what? I don't know if you get credit for this. Oh, my God. No one's giving me credit for any of my busts. <laughs> <laughs> I said Schwerber, and I said Pollock. And and both of them got injured, uh, like, within, like, a week of the beginning of the season. Yeah. I, I, mean, I mean, I know no one's predicting injuries. I understand that. But, I mean, still, I got to get some credit. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Give me the credit, man. Give it to me. A lot of Nelson Cruz on here. That didn't happen. T-Hole picking Freddie Freeman. Wah, wah. Uh, anyone else? I know I picked probably the lowest drafted player, but it was an awesome pick to pick James Shields. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a solid pick. Because, I mean, he became, he went from someone that was drafted in all leagues to one of the worst starting pitchers in baseball. Yeah, one of the worst starting pitchers of the last 20 years. Yeah, and I actually put, uh, oh, no, I, hold on, vamp for me for a second, Gray. I want to read you what I wrote. On my uh, on my write up for him going into the year because it made me feel like a freaking genius. <laughs> Magoo took Ryan Braun as a bust. What? Uh, oh, Magoo. He was seeing he's seeing another steroid injury come. <laughs> um, yeah, I I wasn't the only one who picked Pollock. Malamoni also took Pollock. Yeah, so. but I like yelling at you about it. <laughs> There's nothing. I didn't cause the injury. You don't have to yell at me about it. I'm just. I just chose him as a bust. I mean, yeah. All right. Here, here, here's what I wrote on Shields. Shields went from innings eater with meh K's to low walks to monster K's and high walks and a ton of homers in 2015. His fastball lost some velo, but it wasn't demonstrative, and his arsenal seemed about the same. That said, his four seam, two seam cutter all were hit hard. While his changeup and curveball had 212 batting average against and 190 batting average against and got the most of his Ks. So, what that says to me is his fastball variants were incredibly hitter, hittable and hitters were sitting dead red fastball. So, because hitters were, uh, you know, taking their walks on those pitches, they just started sitting on fastball. I zoned out. What? Okay. <laughs> Oh my no, god, that's good. No. You're the no, worst. Are you gong yourself? <laughs> god damn it. Um but I no, can't that bend good. that way, Gray. I didn't I didn't have much faith in James Shields either. So I'm not saying I, know, I, I was never for James Shields, but that is pretty right on um of an analysis for preseason because that is exactly what happened. Yeah. Uh, our infatuations, Gray, they did not go your way. No. Or my neither, way. No, they didn't go your way either, my yeah, friend. Yeah, they, they went neither of our ways. You went with your boy that we talked about a ton at the beginning of the season, DeShiz. <laughs> oh, my God, I loved him. <laughs> I know. And, and you know what? In theory, it makes sense. I'm sorry. I don't want to justify shit here, but... When you have a guy that can hit 10 homers and steal 60 bases, it makes sense. Granted, <laughs> it did not happen at all. <laughs> but it makes sense. Uh, some good uh, – I picked uh, Patrick Corbin, by the way. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. 
This is a confusing category because yeah. some people take like first rounders with their infatuation. Yeah, well, I it's picked like a... uh, you're infatuated with Mookie Betts. Um, yeah, okay, a couple people but... picked that. Yeah. Uh, I like uh, Skies of Jonathan VR. I hope he got VR in a bunch of leagues. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he did. I, yeah. I've spoke, I've spoken. He he uh, came in second in the uh, the scout league and won some money. I had I had VR in a few leagues too. Nice. Um, yeah, I liked him. I did you? Uh, you, I remember you saying you liked Segura. Did you end up with Segura? Come back. Did well. Come back. Next one over. Gene yeah, Segura. Uh, come, oh, the comeback! You chose Segura. Yeah, there he is. Oh, nice. Yeah. So yeah, he changed his uh, batting stance demonstratively from uh, well, not demonstratively, but he he used to have his hands up higher, close to his head, and he was putting them uh, closer to his waist and keeping them back. A lot more so had yeah, to see i got a theory better. i have a theory for you remember he was on the brewers uh, and when he was on the uh when he was near the on deck circle ryan braun hit him on the head uh it was actually was, in the uh, dugout he was in the dugout right and braun hit him in the head when he was warming up well i so remember maybe that's why segura lowered his hands he had no more <laughs> fear about getting hit getting bonked nah that happened at the beginning of a season uh, I All think right. two years Thanks ago. Thanks for ruining that theory. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, Snoop. <laughs> nope. uh, you picked uh, Matt Holiday. We talked about that on the show, that he was going way too late. It was yeah. a good call. Yeah, it didn't. It was, it was neither here nor there, yeah, really. It was good for deeper leagues, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, I didn't mind having Holiday on a few leagues where I did have him, but, yeah. Malamoney picking uh, Robinson Cano. That might be, he might get the comeback player of the year. Mm. Eh, maybe, yeah. maybe not. Eh. Yeah, if people considered him that off in 2015, which, yeah, I guess that could be eh, the it's case. Possible. It's possible. Yeah, I, I like Rendon as the uh, comeback. I think that was a nice one. Oh, my God, Gray. Your most valuable fantasy pitcher. Uh-huh. <laughs> you copied me and yes, you picked yes, Patrick yes. Corbin. Because you kept saying that shit in my ear. <laughs> you kept talking about Corbin. What was I going to do? <laughs> Because most valuable that for fantasy, that means you get the best return for someone. David Price, you did not get good return. Yeah, oh no, you got about even return. There's there's much better picks. It's better than Patrick Corbin. We'll just get it. How about- Magoo, Magoo took Corbin too. Uh, <laughs> sorry, oh guys. my god. So uh, but uh, how about Jack full of hate putting Kyle Hendricks on here? What? Oh. Yeah, that was good. I That's think impressive. Uh, Jack full of hate. I think he wins win, the picks. I think he wins the the picks for sure. Jack full of hate, winner of 2016 baseball. <laughs> he won. He won baseball. He actually he won the league. We should, you know. Oh, that's true. That's a good yeah. point. Uh, and then most valuable fantasy hitter, Jack full of hit, hate, in strong with Josh Reddick. Mm. <laughs> 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 yeah, they're not all winners, but Jack yeah. Fuller on aggregate wins. Jonathan <laughs> Scope Gray. I mean, he was okay, but yeah, he wasn't bad. Yeah. He was like, uh, he was probably a, a six out of ten if you had to rate that um, pick. <laughs> oh my God, Malamoney! After praising him for Cano, picks 
Jason Hayward is his most valuable <laughs> fantasy hitter. Oh, and he was li- probably the least valuable fantasy hitter because he stayed healthy. He was the least valuable, like, historically, like, the last, like, 10 years. <laughs> uh, Magoo took Mikhail Franco. Um, uh, you, oh, you took George Springer. Yeah, I took Springer. Yeah, I feel like he returned maybe a round or two higher than his value. It wasn't it? I, I saw him getting to maybe a first-round pick next year, and he didn't quite take that leap. Didn't get the steals. Yeah. I, so. didn't, uh, I felt like he was already a solid second-round pick last year, so I don't really see him being a most valuable. Yeah, uh, I, I, he was going in, like, the fourth round mostly, I think. Yeah, maybe. Maybe not quite that low. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so those are our official 2016 Rasball picks. Wait, wait, wait. T-Hole took Justin Upton. Oh, <laughs> uh, well. Jason, nothing beats Jason Hayward, is the thing. Yeah, that's true. Oh, Viz taking Delino to Shields. Following you, blindly following Gray. Uh, you know what? I, I'll take that because the <laughs> Shields really, you were even, we went back and listened to Eclipse from the beginning of the season. You were all about the Shields, too. Yeah. It was, it was like, it, it seemed like the narrative was obvious of a guy with power and crazy speed. I mean, I'm not making up the speed he's got. He's got crazy speed. He was the fastest ever from home to first base, ever in the history of baseball. He he got he was the fastest ever. I'm still defending. You're so upset about this. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, this the is shields. why I need the offseason. They move past the shield. <laughs> A top hundred player for great next year. <laughs> oh man. So that wraps up the picks. You can check them out from the link in the podcast notes. And uh, that's going to wrap the season, Gray. I know we're a little bit behind from when the regular season actually ended. Uh, But, but Gray, rate this season on a scale of 1 to 10. 11! What? (laughs) Oh, that was... Good one. That was a good season. Thanks for hosting it. Um... I I, did, I wanted to do this off air, but you, goodbye. <laughs> no, you're the best. I love JB. Oh, except, oh man, I'm gonna miss you. I Could know. You write, write me, write me when during the off season. I Just, will. Tell me, tell me you're okay. <laughs> I'll give you some notes on some carrier pigeons. Um, <laughs> if you, if you uh if you want to keep listening to my sultry cackly voice, obviously hop over to basketball.com. I do this virtually year-round with the basketball season about to start. Our podcast over there, obviously a ton of content. And if, you, if you've if you ever, I've said this before, but if you ever played fantasy baseball and you miss it and think football is too easy and you're just like, whatever, and want to play baseball through the non-baseball season, fantasy ba- basketball is pretty similar. It's it's I mean, it's different in some a lot of ways, too, but it's, it's the same nuance, the same everyday grind. Is there, a, awesome. uh, is there a Delino the Shields in basketball? Uh, there's a DeMar DeRozan. Does that count? That's close enough. I'll take it. <laughs> I'm drafting him. First round. Give me DeMarcus DeRozan. Did I get his name right? <laughs> it's DeMar. 
Can I be? Can I host? I mean, not host. I, you are the host. Excuse, excuse. Yeah, me. yeah. You're excuse. Immediate, immediate excuse on that. But can I? Uh, can I come on as a guest on sure, your basketball sure. one? And you just ask me basketball questions, and we hear how stupid I am. <laughs> Everyone's talking about the Nuggets big men right now. I'm a big Yusuf Nurkic fan. He's been the talk of preseason. What do you think of Nurkic this year? Uh, I like I like Nurkish. I think that <laughs> I think in the in the paint there's no one better. The problem is he's a little gangly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's some award winning analysis right there. <laughs> All right, we we. I am so good across the board in every facet of sports. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we we got to get out of here. We got to wrap this up. We'll of course be doing a couple uh, off season pods in the dead of winter, and then we'll start picking it up again in you know February ish, something like that next year. Want to thank everyone from the show. Obviously, want to thank SeatGeek and No Halftime for sponsoring us. Hopefully, you checked them out and uh, played on their site or bought some tickets. A couple times this year. Really appreciate them. Um, Gray, who did we have on this show? We had uh, Be, Be Real from Cypress Hill. Oh, take and take I, I was I was building up to that, Gray, and you just you just oh. uh, you just ruined it. You can't if you build if you build up. It'll be longer than the actual interview. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> want to thank Jose Canseco for giving us a great great interview. <laughs> Uh, really, really nice guy. Uh, really funny. Enjoys yes. humor. Enjoys in, in humor. Honor, in honor of Yom Kippur, I'm going to say Jose Canseco is a mensch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but be real uh, from Cypress Hill. Thanks to him. Thanks to Howard Dieterly. Harold Dieterly, sorry, um, for coming on the show. Uh, I still, when I go to New York, I'm taking you up on that, Harold. We're going we're gonna to go out and hit some good foodie places. You should come too, Gray. Okay. Yeah, definitely. I was. Uh, I thought you were pausing for his answer, <laughs> even though he's, even though he's not he's on. He's secretly this. listening the whole time. Uh, I think that's it for interviews. We didn't do a ton of interviews this year. Uh, thanks to Jay for taking over the podcast a couple weeks there while I was gone. Uh, anyone else come on the show? Anyone else to thank? Gray, what's on your list? Um. Well, you got uh, People should go over and listen. Uh, Prospector Ralph, uh, Ralph and Halp. Which is still makes me giggle. They're going through the winter. They're doing, they're going to do a prospect podcast every uh, once a week, um, for the most part. I think they they're skipping here and there. I think Ralph's going to Disney World. <laughs> I, I'm now giving out Ralph's vacation <laughs> itinerary. Um, but yeah, they're going to be doing a podcast all uh, all winter. So they're going to talk about the AFL. Um, and uh, other fall leagues and winter leagues and prospects and all that stuff. So, you know, if people can go and listen to that. There's uh, uh, Viz, Viz uh, at Hockey. He started uh, the Fantasy Hockey podcast over on the hockey side of things. He's got, uh, he's got that going on. Jay with football. Um, I think there's a golf part of I want to say there's a golf part of... Yeah, so everyone, you know, stay tuned. Big, big stuff coming. Basketball, actually, basketball is going to have real big stuff coming. Yeah, don't tell anyone. Check that out. Don't tell anyone. I'm just building suspense, JB. Building Uh, it. Yeah, we're still Um, working on it. I talked. uh, I talked with uh, who's helping me on it. I don't even want to say who it is today. We talked some more. Give too much away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
All right. Yeah. I mean, I, I still haven't eaten dinner. It's like 740. I'm <laughs> farting and I got to get going. It smells like a retirement home in your apartment now. <laughs> it's just, yeah. All right. So thanks again, everyone. And we mainly want to thank you, the listeners, and you, the readers of Rasball. You make it fun to do this, uh, even though we're both working full-time jobs on top of it. We just do it because it's a labor of love. And Gray, I want to thank you. I love you, Gray. Uh, Gray, bring it in. You big lug. Bring it in, Gray. You know, I just thought of something. Nick Capozzi was the host of this uh, prior, and he was like 6'3". <laughs> You're 6'7". When you, after you, we're going to have to get someone who's like 7'2". Uh, welcome back to the Raswell Baseball Podcast. This is Shaquille O'Neal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my impressions are not good. I'm going to work on those in the offseason. Yeah, your impressions are terrible. Terrible, Paul. <laughs> terrible. Terrible. You can't terrible. do the terrible right. What are you doing? I can't do the terrible. Oh, terrible. terrible. You got you to you it. Terrible. 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 Oh, okay, my all right. God. All right, okay, we're yeah. out of here. All right, thanks, everyone, again for listening. We'll be back again in the winter. And Greg, take it easy, man. All <laughs> That's like the uh, the musical scale of laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Ending it in good form.